you so much. Amen. Wow, what a welcome. Thanks, team. I'll, uh, I'll probably give you a whistle at some... Anyway, they, they look after me. I'm known for wearing out musicians. So um, uh, we, if you want to go, you can go. But if you want to stay, you can... Oh, you look, look at you. <laughs> You've got a chair. Yeah, like I, I left a keyboardist once with blood on the keyboards. <laughs> That's how bad it was, you know. So uh, anyway, I think they're trying to be Elton John or something or other, so... There we go. Hey, great uh, to be back here at Thrive uh, when we got the invitation and then um, we, we, we had a bit of an oops in the road and had to reschedule and, and uh, you know, sickness and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, the great thing is I was able to come with Dale. I really appreciate that. And uh, you, you girls had a great time last night, I hear. Yeah, come on. That's awesome. So, um, no, that's, that's brilliant. Um, one of the things that we like to do um, is to mention healing. Uh, we've seen uh, so many healings over the last, particularly four years. I transitioned as a senior pastor, and whilst I'm still on the team down there, and we're like granddad around the house, or I am anyway, Dale's like grandma, and... Um, <laughs> Listen, don't get, we've been married, no, next week's our wedding anniversary, 49 years, all right, so that's not bad, so, but next year, we'll be married 50 years, we'll be 70 years old, and we'll be 40 years in the ministry, that's how it goes, so, so we're just trying to build some kind of thing in that, so, and that was good, that's officially in the ministry, we were doing all kinds of things like street evangelism and youth stuff and starting coffee bars before it was cool, and uh, saw hundreds of kids come to Christ in the Jesus movement, so that was really a lot of fun in, in, in doing that as well. But we, we, we really just love encouraging people in the body of Christ, love coming to places with great atmosphere. I'll try this side. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just because you bring atmosphere with you, you know, and, um, and, and what you carry, you minister out of. You know, that Colossians 1.27 says, this is the secret of the gospel, Christ is in you. In fact, in the New Living Translation, it says it so clearly, you know, uh, this is the secret, period, full stop, and then it goes, Christ is in you. And Paul talks about that constantly. That you know that you know, and I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Don't don't acknowledge it if you've if you've seen this. But I've been in enough prayer meetings over many many years and watched Christians trying to drag God into their mission. Oh God, will you come? <laughs> oh, will you be here? Draw near. All that kind of stuff. And I'm going. Yeah, this is the that's the that's the worst theology you'll ever get hold of because you know what? Christ is in you. Some of you look a bit bewildered. It's, it's in the Bible. <laughs> I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Oh, it's there too. It runs all through the Bible. And so when we begin to minister to people, what do we minister out of? Not of our stuff. We are, we are so aware of the atmosphere that we carry or the, maybe the problems that we're working through or, you know, a family issue or a bill we need to pay or, or all of those kind of things. And so when someone says, why don't you just pray for someone or lead someone to Jesus, you know, like with Daz and you guys are doing, all of that, where does that come from? Christ within us. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't come because we'll, I'll fire myself up. Ooh, I'm going to be an evangelist. I'm going to be like Daz Chet. I'm going to go out and get a tap this afternoon. And... Um, <laughs> I'm going to put my hair in dreads, maybe not, but anyway, they just, like, like, you know, that'll be it, and I'll be an evangelist. No, 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 it's Christ within you. And that scripture in another version says, Christ within you, the hope of glory, all right? And, and we've got a great Australian friend who says, the only hope of God getting a glory out of you is Christ in you. 
I've added that in my Bible. I'll probably go to hell and burn forever because of that, but no, I won't. Don't. We could see people like, <laughs> it's okay. But what I, what I want to encourage you in this morning that is in that whole area of healing, um, and um, if my face ID recognizes me, there it goes, that's all good. And I, and I want to go to um, Luke chapter 5 and, and just run you through very quickly this morning. We've got a bit of time here. Um, am I on a countdown or anything like that because I don't want to go over time? Um, so at the moment, I've gone out of time. It's all the zeros. So that's quite good. So, uh, yeah, amen, I'm working with that. <laughs> and, and so I want to read that out to you right now, but I want to also acknowledge Glenn and Debbie, great pastors, wonderful people. Thank you so much for that. And also Peter and Lynn Frew, you guys are absolute heroes. And we know we, we did that before, but you guys were uh, here uh, and uh, you know the role that Dale and I are moving into now. We're looking to you for advice and uh, all of that kind of stuff, but we, we, we love that, and we get a great privilege of preaching around the body of Christ. I was in a Prezi church recently, so I had to behave um, and um, get all my P's and Q's straight, and, uh, but because you have Christ in you, and uh, I was talking about some stories, shared some stories with them. Uh, I didn't make an altar call or anything like that, you know, when God calls you altar. Yeah, and um, the and and these dear Presbyterian folks just kept on coming out. They was coming out. They were lining up to talk. And they weren't lining up to talk. They were going, "Would you pray for me?" And um, we we the one family particularly was desperate and all of those things. And so we were laying hands on them and uh, just seeing breakthrough with them. And uh, the lady who was running the service uh, was uh, waiting at the door to throw me out because I was actually the last person to leave. And, um, you know, she was locking up behind me and glad to get home because people were just so hungry. Come on, right across the body of Christ, they're hungry. Go, what am I going to do with this issue? Would you pray for me? Would you prophesy over me? I need something and all that. And all of us, if you're, if you're a believer in, in this room this morning, and many of you are because you're in the 915 service that... <laughs> Daylight savings, <laughs> you know, so, you, so, so you, the Christ within you can encourage all of those around you, speak life into your family. And, and so you see this in the life of Jesus, which is phenomenal. Um, and uh, in Luke, where are we? In Luke um, uh, chapter 5 and verse 16, it says, And it happened on a certain day, as Jesus was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who would all come out of every town in Galilee, Judea, uh, or Judah, Judea, yeah, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now, just just look at that word "present" for a minute, because I'm going to take that out and spoil your Bibles in a minute. All right, uh, because um, but let me finish this first, because you'll notice if you're reading out of your Bible or your app or something, most times that word "present" is mentioned. It's in italics, which means it was added by translators later on. All right, and so it gives context and all of that kind of stuff for English people, but in Aramaic and Greek, that's the uh, that 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 was not there in that tra in the early translations, and so it goes on in verse eight and says, "Then behold, they brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him, and when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd." I love this. This this is so dares. They went up on the housetop and let him down with his... Actually, it's probably more lucky, isn't it? Yeah. He, he went up on the housetop and let him down through his bed, through the tiles, and, in the, and into the midst before Jesus. And then it says this, when he saw their faith. And you look at that and I go, 
uh, yeah, and, and for years I've, I've, I've known this. I, I mean, I first heard the story as a kid in Sunday school at a very traditional church, um, you know, and if you, if you got on an angle to the flannel board, remember flannel board? Uh, you, who's got one? My Lord, it's collectible. And uh, you could touch it and get the anointing off it. It's lovely. It just, <laughs> eh? Amazing, yeah. Well, we used to be able to blow the figures. If you get them on the right angle, they'd peel off, you know. That was great. And the teacher was like, oh, what's that going there? And, you know, boys would do that all the time. But anyway, um, and um, so, so, you know, here's, here's the man. They'd you'd take the roof off the house on the flannel board and drop the man through, all of that kind of stuff. But actually, when it says this, when he saw their faith, he said to, the, said to him, man, your sins have forgiven you. Now, the interesting thing about this, people... You know, when you bring a friend or when, you, when you, you are ministering to a friend, the Lord sees your faith, not just the person he's ministering to. You can imagine that, that the roof comes off and here's like four sets of eyes, you know, and even if one had a bung eye, there'd be at least a few looking at him, you know, and he'd be like expectation is right there. That's like atmosphere going on. And then and, and Jesus looks up and he sees their faith because the guy's already been lowered in front of him. And he said, because of what you've done. And the guy was probably lying around. And like, you know, when we're crook, I don't know about you, but you know, when I'm crook, I'm married to a nurse, all right? So, you know, unless I'm spraying arterial blood on the ceiling, you know, all she's interested in is say, there's Panadol in the cupboard, you know? You're like, you know, so. Uh, I feel like right now I'm in so much pain, I feel like I can identify with you having a baby. I only ever said that once. Uh, but um, the, the <laughs> but we, we, we all have this stuff. Now, moving on to verse 21. The scribes and Pharisees begin to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who, who, who can forgive sins but God alone? And then when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he had a word of knowledge or he had an insight uh, in that. Uh, when he perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? <laughs> you know, I've been in enough church services over the years. I've seen people reason in their hearts before. Usually it's reflected on their face really quickly. You know, they've got a face like a peeled lemon, you know. <laughs> They look like they've heard bad news, not good news. You know, I don't know what, what they're expecting, but I've, I've seen it forever, so it's quite funny. And, um, and, and anyway, perceive their thoughts. Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? And so that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He says to the man who was paralyzed, go arise, take up your bed, and you walk. And that the great message I want you to take away with us more than anything today is that is that healing is very much part of announcing the kingdom all right and so wherever throughout the Bible Jesus healed everybody in, in, in as they as they came through and um, uh, where is it now yeah so in Matthew 4 it says Jesus was going through all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every sickness amongst the people. And the news about him spread throughout Samaria. I mean, we were, we were looking last night. What have you got in your shirt, by the way, Pastor? Because I've been looking at Harvard. Oh, see, I could only see the R and the V. I thought it had revival. 
Yeah, that would be better. Yeah, that's right. We need to rub out a couple of those letters somehow, so stain them out, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, we were saying last night, so suddenly if, if the roof burst into flames on Thrive Church, all right, um, and, um, and when the fire brigade came, they couldn't put it out because it actually wasn't burning. So these are things that have happened in revival stories. Azusa Street, the fire brigade was called countless number of times, got there, and they could see the place burning, and the roof was burning, but, but it wasn't being consumed. And, and so it was something of, of God. Even in the, in the Los Angeles Times, they, they said one night there was people, you know, not Christians, everybody, when they got out of the train station could look down and saw a pillar of fire going up from where Azusa Street was because it was near that train station, and another finger of God or the finger of flame coming down meeting it like that, all documented. And, uh, and, and so if that happened um, to, to, to Thrive Church or any church in New Zealand, do you think people would turn up? Yeah, because you'd be talking about it all, all around. So, so we see those things. Healing is exactly the same. So when we pray for Dale and I were in the hospital the other day, seeing a friend of ours who's in a, in a pretty bad way, and we went there to pray to him, for him, and minister to him, and all that kind of stuff. On the way back, we had a lady, met a lady coming into the, or coming out of the, the lift, and, and she was making heavy weather of it. You could see uh, she had a boot on and crutches and all that kind of stuff. And we're in a hospital. You know, we, we, we both worked in hospitals. In fact, Dale's worked in that hospital. I worked in the old one. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we know hospital protocol. You know, you make way for them and give them a little bit of room and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, now we, we just went up to him. We, we were talking to him. How are you doing? You know, what's happened? Like, it's crazy. So, oh, you know, it's terrible. I'm in terrible pain, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, can know, I know what will happen if I didn't pray, Dale would pray. And I knew that. And she told me afterwards, if you weren't going to pray, I was going to pray. And so we just said to her, hey, listen, um, we've been up praying for a friend of ours. And um, how about we pray for you? And she said, that'd be great. And so here we are in the middle of the hospital corridor, you know, kneel down. Lay, I, I laid hands on the good leg first, and then I realised there was a cast on the other leg. I went, that's probably the one that's crook, you know. It's a, it's a word of knowledge. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and prayed for her. And because um, and she was in a lot of pain, and we, we, we just prayed very quick prayer. And um, Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So I guess you can use words too if you feel better about it. But um, that's, that's what it's like. And um, in fact, I pointed to a lady who was sitting kind of where you are the other day. And uh, can you raise your shoulder? Because she identified that she had a crooked shoulder. And she went like that and went into a spasm. You could see that on her face. And I just prayed for her from a distance. Be healed in Jesus' name. And all I said was, lift up your shoulder now. And she just went like that. Yeah, so she was elderly. Um, not like you. You look a spring chicken compared to her. And, um, and, uh, and so um, th those are things happening. The, the problem is we've been to so many seminars and heard many stories. We go, what's the technique? You know what I'm saying? And nicely, if you've got Christ in you, you just have to be yourself. You know, you, you, you pick that up. But people are looking for people to pray for them. I, I don't think I've ever been turned down by someone uh, who, who we've prayed for. I was in the States just before lockdown here. A friend and I were there doing some prophetic stuff. We're in a hotel. We went up to the hotel, had some nibbles uh, before we were going off to bed. They had a band playing, great band. Uh, the, 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 the lady who was looking after that part of the restaurant came over and helped us. Uh, we asked her if uh, we could pray for her, um, and uh, she just bowed her head. Like that. 
<laughs> and we prayed for her. My friend prophesied over her, and tears started to come down her face. Well, fast forward that story. Uh, the interesting thing was that she got the band over. She got the other girl that was on with her over. So I don't know what everybody else in the restaurant was doing, but they had basically the band and the team round our table, one girl pulling up a chair going, do me next. And we were just, we were just praying and, and, uh, and, 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 and doing that. People are hungry. People are hungry. There was a young guy, a short order cook, and I, I, I looked at him. He came in, he had a big, uh, he had a lot of art tattooed on his, on his shoulder, and uh, there was a very distinctive Māori uh, Pacifica tattoo on his arm. Now, he was African-American, and, and I just said to him as he was behind the car, I pointed to him, and I said, hey, I love your art. That's amazing. Um, and um, and uh, he goes, yeah, well, thank you, you know. And, uh, and I said, you know, that speaks of mana, that speaks of journey, uh, you know, and I started to do that. Tears just began to run down his face because someone was speaking to him and calling it out. You know, and he ended up, the, my friend with him, connected, and we had another guy with us as well, and he talked to him afterwards. And um, anyway, that guy came along to church for the very first time in his life uh, to that guy's church, which was just a few blocks away. And, um, and as far as I know, he's still going on. Amazing when you just be yourself. Yeah. You know, I like being numerous personalities, but all have ever been cast out, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I used to spend a lot of time in the corridor at school because I'm a natural mimic. So I would mimic the teachers. And um, I, I learned a little bit of ventriloquism so I could whistle without, without moving my lips. And that was awesome because the teacher would be really boring and I'd start whistling. And, and of course, I'd, you, I could look directly at him and whistle. And, um, and, and, and so he's going, who's doing that? You know, like that. And then he'd get to the stage where he's going around listening to everybody. You know, going like that. And it was awesome, you know, he never found me either, so that was great. So, so, so all of those kind of things. I, was, I spent a lot of time in the corridor, though, um, at high school, so uh, there we go. But it's being yourself. You know, I tried to be Benny Hinn. Um, I, uh, I tried, I didn't have the hair for it, but I mean, I threw my jacket over someone once and they pinched it out the door. And, uh, you know, so you know, that never worked. Tried to be Billy Graham because I was brought up in conservative evangelicalism. And so Billy Graham was our hero, you know. So I listened to his, his well, they're on records now. In fact, I've still got a 45 record. You don't know what I'm talking about. Eh? It's 40. Oh, you do. Look at the old people. That's amazing. <laughs> the, um, yeah, <laughs> not a 78, though. That's way old, you know. Um, but, yeah, his, his messages were on that. You'd put them on, listen to them, try to memorize them, try to get the same accent, all that kind of stuff. All of that was a failure. You know, I tried to be some revivalist I'd read and try to think how would they act and do all that kind of thing. And one of my greatest freedoms was when I was pastoring in a, Welling in a Wellington, was just starting to learn how to be myself. And uh, the poor people in Otaki where I was, for four years, they just endured me reading out messages and trying to be a different persona every month because I was trying to find my way and in, in, in to minister. But when I realized that God made Ian Wright the right way, I just began to minister out of my personality. And uh, you can all do that. And, and, and so, um, you know, you've got a personality. Tell the person next to you right now, you've got a personality? Yeah. Amen. 
And you minister out of that. Why? Because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. The only hope of God getting glory out of you is Christ in you. And so when you begin to look at these things, and I just want to go back to what I mentioned before, because I thought it was um, it's significant that we do that today. If I can get back here. Here we go. It's, it's really interesting when I said the power of the Lord was present to heal them, because this comes back to us dragging God into our meetings, all right? Christ is in us. And so it says here, the power of the Lord was present to heal him, hear him. And for years, I'm just going, Lord, if I'm doing a meeting of any time, I'm going, God, we just want, you know, you're present to heal them. And I, I just want to see people hearing. I want to see people being healed. I want to see people touched by the prophetic. And uh, would you just begin to, to, to be present for us? And, um, and then I, I read this, and I, I want to just read some, some text around this as well. Um, and uh, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I, I love it. Um, we're, we're always looking for religious-sounding excuses to make up for us for not getting the results that God intended. Yeah. Um, and, and so there are many that have taken one statement in Luke 5 and have built a doctrine around it. And we can do that sometimes. And that's why it's really good to drill down a bit deeper in the Word of God sometimes and ask some questions and, uh, and all of that. And then it goes on, because Luke 5 says, you know, the, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Notice that word was in, is, was in italics. And, it, and, and it, so it comes, so it actually should read like this. The power of the Lord was to heal them. And so if you look at an original translation, it was there. So when we can have a meeting now, if, if you're keen, <laughs> in the next nine minutes and ten. But the, the thing is, God is not just present because you are present. And you carry him with you. But you could pray for the person next to you and they'd be healed. And yeah, we go, oh, yeah, but I've done that and, and it didn't work. Oh, I did that for years and it didn't work. You know, and I just kept, and I worked in a hospital. Half my problem was my mindset is if you couldn't see it under a, under a microscope, then it wasn't worth, you know, kind of seeing that. It was just like if you couldn't, you know, that, you need to go to the doctor for that. And the problem is we'll go many times in our culture. We, the reason we don't see, I think, a lot of miracles in, in New Zealand is the fact that, that that we can very easily go to a doctor. And that's fine. People say, oh, well, I won't go to the doctor then. No, 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 you've got a doctor. God supplied a doctor for you, and you can go. I'm not, uh, I'm for doctors. I have many friends who are doctors. And, um, and so that, that's okay to do that. But, but we also need to see something break and broken through so that people will know the kingdom. You know, but who's crook around here? Just in this, this row? Who's, who's feeling about crook? Okay, I don't need to know what it is, but... Um, you know, just, can I pray for you? Yes. What's your name? Christine. Christine. Oh, that's lovely. Come out here, Christine. I'm not going to do anything weird. <laughs> not like Benny Hinn. I'm not going to give you my jacket or anything like that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You what? <laughs> do you reckon she'd pinch it and run? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see, we, we often ask people too to, um, you know, we stretch out your hands. That's good. Because what we're doing is we're at least exercising, you know, something of our faith. Oh, Christine, I thank you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for Christine. And I become aware of you and aware of your presence. Presence to heal.
Christine, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. If you're struggling with pain or discomfort, I want you to check it out. Always ask that. Jesus said, get up. Take up your bed and walk. Said to the man with the crippled arm, he said, stretch it out. Said to Peter, get out of the boat. There's something we have to do sometimes. And that's the hardest thing. People here with maybe rotor cuff injuries or, um, you know, shoulders, aching shoulders. I see so many of them healed. And I'm not asking Christine what's the matter. I don't need to know. I just need to know that God heals her and restores her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And all you need to do, Christine, oh, you're, isn't it such an anointing on her right now? And pray with your eyes open because you learn to see things that happen on people. And they're identifying areas where the power of God is, is coming.